Hey, I'm Kirsty. I'm AJ. We're two besties who grew up next door to each other and we've managed to stay friends even though we have almost nothing in common. So welcome to the How Are We Still Friends podcast, where two opposites look at what life's like on the other side of the fence. How do we do it, AJ? I just don't know. Honestly, I don't at all. (laughs) (laughs) So AJ, why don't you tell us how we came across this podcast idea and by we I mean you and the voice memo that landed in my inbox a few months ago. (laughs) You say that it's me but in all honesty it wouldn't have happened without your enthusiasm because I would have just completely shied away from this idea altogether. So look I don't really know why I started thinking of you while I was having a shower but this is what happened. Um (laughs) I was thinking of you thinking of you while I was having a shower and uh, I was thinking about just how completely different our lives were and in all honesty I wasn't really thinking about you I was thinking about how cool a book that would make how there were no books out there that were a love story between two friends and how awesome that would be as a movie or something right but I don't do movies. I do books. So that was what I was thinking. And then I was like, well, I can completely write about the single digital nomad freewheeling lifestyle, but I have no idea how to write about being a parent and a wife and a homeowner and just all the things that you do. And then it occurred to me that maybe that would actually be an awesome podcast to do with you so that I could mine your brain. I feel so used. (laughs) I feel like I feel like you're taking advantage of me and you know what I'm okay with it. I like talking and I like talking about myself so I feel like it's a win-win. I mean I knew this would be the case and so that was I, I'm pretty sure I voice messaged you while I was still just wrapped up in a towel um, and was just like kind of having a laugh and being like we should absolutely do a podcast about the single unencumbered nomad and the mom and the wife and the successful business owner and totally (laughs) encumbered. And here we are. I got that voice memo while I was in Coles pushing my little toddler around in a trolley and he was shouting at me and I was trying to hold my phone up to my ear and listen to this voice memo. And I was really excited. I stood there in the cookie aisle and kind of, you know, texted you back and said, I think that's a great idea. Let's do it. Um, So I think because I was the one to actually say, yes, let's do it. I think I deserve almost all of the credit for this whole podcast. Oh, I would not have even gone ahead with it if you hadn't kind of pestered me multiple times (laughs) about it and then literally gone out and bought a podcast microphone on the first kind of very informal (laughs) chat we had about it. (laughs) I'm just here to help you achieve your dreams. That's all this is. I'm just a really supportive friend who wants to see you reach for the stars. You know, you're so welcome. Can I just say, though, that that story kind of sums up, you know, quite a bit about I'm I'm sure that it was quite late in the morning and I had just had my shower, like really slow start to the day, probably read a book and had a tea and, you know, then a shower and I was having a lazy enough shower that I could have shower thoughts like this. And there's you scrambling around with a kid screaming in a trolley, (laughs) getting your morning grocery shop. Yeah, gosh, what a snapshot of our lives. It's true, though. And when look, to be fair to Hux, when I say screaming, it was probably very loudly requesting that I sing YMCA to him because that is his 
um, that was his obsession at the time. All right, so Kirsty's child is immensely musical. Um, Kirsty, people don't really know who you are, so maybe this is a good point where you can introduce yourself. That's a really good point. Uh, my name's Kirsty, in case you didn't pick that up already. Um, I'm 33. I have a husband called Daniel, but um, he's more he's more frequently known by Denny or Dens. It's a long story. You need to watch the worst movie ever called The Room, but that's where that name come from came from. Then I also have a son who is uh, 19 months old or one and a half for those of you who don't care, which is most people. <laughs> His name is Huxton. Uh, we call him Hux for short, or we call him Huxington Pizza Lay for long when he's being naughty, which is most of the time. Uh, as AJ said, he's really musical. No idea where he got that from because neither Daniel nor I have a musical bone in our bodies, um, but we play music a lot in the house, so I think that's why he's obsessed with music. Uh, what else about me? I am a speech pathologist and I run my own clinic. I really enjoy true crime and the real housewives of any city. Um, if you would like to abduct me, uh, please just show up in a van with a baby goat and I will go anywhere with you. I think that's all of the relevant information about me. There's more, but we can we can drip feed it. <laughs> Good. Yes, let's keep them hanging for more. I'm sure they want to know the ins and outs of my personal life. <laughs> that's what they're here for. It's true. It's true. Enough about me. Tell me about yourself, AJ. Well, tell the listeners about yourself. I know enough. (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, it's strange when you actually have to tell people about yourself, especially, you know, I mean, in, in conventional terms, I have very little to tell. I don't have Mm. a child. I don't have a partner. I live with my sister. Um, and I mean, that's about all there is to it before the pandemic. I, you lived a very nomadic lifestyle that came quite naturally to me. So I'm itching to get back into it, but um, I'm also sort of liking being settled for a little while, but it, I don't think it's within my nature to stay any place for too long, but Melbourne is always going to be my base. And, and honestly, that's, that's about it. I um, I'm, I'm self-employed. I'm a copywriter, so I can do that from anywhere in the world, which is what I was doing. Um, this is sad, Kirsty. This is making me so like the life I have. <laughs> Your life is amazing. And if I could have done half the amount of travel and had half of the amount of freedom that you've had, I would be, I mean, well, terrified, but you know, <laughs> I feel very accomplished. Well, so you know, you I think be- this is what I love about us, um, is that, we have such different lives and such different accomplishments and yet we can both see the value in each other's lives. That's a good point. Yeah. There's definitely aspects of your life that I would have, I would have liked to have, or or paths that you've taken in your life that I would have liked to have followed myself. Mm. But sometimes you can only take one at a time and that path then leads to other options and you can't sort of (laughs) go back and go the other way. So basically together we're, we're, like living vicariously through one another, the lives mm-hmm. that we chose not to have. That's a great point. Yes. And together <laughs> we are the ultimate woman and someone should come along and snap us up right away. <laughs> well, at this point, dense. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Kirsty. Well, I mm-hmm. think one thing that might be missing here is that we haven't told people how long we've known one another. 
it's because it's too long and we don't want to give anybody any kind of clues they could use to piece together how old we are, despite the fact that I announced my age earlier. Yes, I know. (laughs) Uh, Well, this is actually kind of the point, though, is that we don't really know when we met. No, no, I'm not sure. I, I think it was probably around four when I when I was four years old and because you're just a smidge mm. older than me yeah so I'm gonna say about four so probably what 1992 yeah I actually asked my dad um oh yeah so I mean okay so the AJ origin story and then the Kirsty origin story and then the AJ Kirsty origin story how's Great. how's that for <laughs> Great plan. Yep, I'm on board Awesome. So um, I was born in Sydney and when I was three, we moved down to Melbourne to be closer to family. And we moved into an adorable little suburb that was very, very new at the time (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. called Aspendale Gardens in Melbourne. And honestly, I don't remember very much, but I remember mud fields. I remember looking, well, to be honest, I think this is possibly because I looked at a photo and it was our house and just mud fields (laughs) around us. Um, So we moved in at the very, very early stages of this estate's development and I believe Kirsty that your father moved in around the same time oh okay I think when was that I think well so we think that it it was 92 that we met mostly just based on sort of I moved we moved to to Melbourne when I was three-ish um three possibly four actually because I went to three-year-old kinder in Sydney so about four and we met Mm -hmm. dad thinks we met very very soon after we moved into that house I was probably four or five when we met and you were probably three or four that makes sense that makes sense so I guess the Kirsty origin story is far less geographically interesting I was (laughs) born in Melbourne and I'm still here (laughs) I, uh, my parents split when I was quite young, uh, I think about 18 months and my, I lived most of the time with my mum and my stepdad and then uh, my three sisters who were born from my mum and my stepdad and my dad married my stepmom and uh, when I was 11 had a little brother, but uh, they moved into Aspendale Gardens when, yeah, I think I was about four years old. I remember running around in the empty blocks of land across the road from uh, the house they were building. And I remember wandering through the house frame as it was being built, um, calling myself Casper because I could walk through walls. You know, how clever I was. <laughs> That's cute. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's the one memory I have of that, actually. And then, uh, yeah, so I would go and visit my dad every second weekend. I would stay at that house in Aspendale Gardens. And then um, if your dad is to be believed, very early on in the piece, I heard some kids playing over the back fence and I climbed the fence and popped my head over. And what was your impression? Do you remember? I don't remember that event at all. I've asked dad again Um like oh mum ages ago I was like do you even remember sort of how Kirsty came into our lives and they were just like oh she just poked poked her head up over the fence one day and that was kind of it but I mean (laughs) this is the thing is like you've been a fixture in my life um throughout most of my childhood like I just don't really remember a time when you weren't there so I don't you know you entering my life is just not a memory I have no that's true I I 
I'm the same. I, I don't know if that's a real memory or if it's one of those manufactured memories from stories that people have told you or, you know, or of how you know a situation to have happened. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I think that was I just sort of popped my head over and then decided I would just join you. <laughs> yeah. Someone, uh, must have been your dad probably, put put the um, the green plastic chair up against the fence on your side because I had the railings on my side where I could climb up but couldn't get down on the other side um but there was a green plastic chair and I managed to get over the fence on the green plastic chair and that green plastic chair has seen many fence jumps in its oh yeah long life hasn't it it became a fixture of our garden for over well over 10 years I don't think it was until you really stopped visiting your dad for weekends and just you had your license that you <laughs> that we stopped yeah. hopping the fence and actually visiting each other through the front door <laughs> oh my gosh the front door that was such a change mm, yeah such a big yeah. change in life I do remember that because I used to just wander straight in through your back door I didn't knock I would no. just climb the fence jump down onto the green chair, walk across the grass and then across that little patio and just open your sliding door and wander on in. Be like, yeah, whenever, <laughs> whenever anyone visits my house now, I say, I'm so sorry, but I've been conditioned not to be a good host because I just expect that people will walk in my door and raid my cupboards and I just don't have to do anything <laughs> because of you, Kirsty, because you were oh, my, my number one visitor and you just took care of yourself. I just never learned to actually take care of my guests. Um, <laughs> but um, we haven't really spoken about what it is that's held us together I don't really know why we're still friends (laughs) oh boy I mean that I mean wow in terms of I don't know how we've managed to stay friends I mean I think we're both old enough now to realize that friends come and go in life um and there were you know, there have been moments in our lives where, um, like, you you didn't have to um, have your every fortnightly weekend visit with your dad. And so you weren't as, like, kind of a mainstay in my weekends as you usually were. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it took a long time for me to get a license to be able to drive up to wherever the hell you were living. Um, so it's sort of... I don't quite know how we just managed. I mean, we also had our teen years and everything without Instagram or Facebook. Or Oh, well, we did have MSN, didn't we? We had good old MSN Messenger. That was the best thing to ever happen to us in our teen years. <laughs> Love keeping MSN. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, you raise a good point, though. I You hear often about how important it is to have or to share common interests in order to maintain a relationship, I suppose, of any kind, whether that's a friendship or a romantic relationship. And, you know, making friends as an adult is quite difficult. And I find that generally it is based on a significant amount of common ground. So either you have a kid around the same age and you're lumped in the same mother's group or um, you share similar interests in terms of, I don't know, TV shows or um you know anything like that but if you if you and I were to meet as adults we have so little in common that I'm not sure that there would be a foundation for a friendship 
like a proper friendship there. Yes. I wonder if it is our shared history perhaps that is keeping us friends. (laughs) I think so for a bit of context here, all of the music that I love, Kirsty hates and vice versa. Hate it so much. I couldn't tell you what the real house housewives, real housewives, <laughs> I don't even know the name of it. I couldn't tell you what that's about, um, like at all. <laughs> or, or what cities they're located in or anything, you know. So um, Kirsty and I, in terms of pop culture, we have very little in common. And obviously in the life path we've taken, we've had very little in common. But I think, Kirsty, we do have a similar, I don't even know if you call it like, I don't actually don't know what you would call it, but I think we're both businesswomen. Um, I, mm-hmm. I would, I mean, you're very intelligent and I do like to hang out with very intelligent people. Um, well, thank you. I do think you have an edge on me over, an edge over me on that one. Wait, see, I'm so intelligent <laughs> that I can't even get my phrasing right. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? We but are anyway, mutually intelligent. And I think also when we meet up for conversations, we are, we are both quite introspective. And so when we're recounting our lives and our latest, you know, events that have happened in our lives, I'm always fascinated by what you have to say because you're very insightful into what's going on in your life. And so I think, to be honest with you, I would have been a little bit um, dismayed by your tastes. (laughs) (laughs) But I would have actually, I think I probably would have been quite attracted to you. Oh, that's so sweet. I've never really thought about it that way. Thank you for... (laughs) the lovely compliment. I think that I would have been really intrigued by you if I'd met you as an adult. I would have found you to be, yeah, quite intelligent and very well-spoken, but also really engaging and lively. You tend to have a lot of energy when you're talking, particularly in a group and um, depending on the group, of course. Um, (laughs) But I do, I find you very, very, I suppose enchanting would be a nice Aww. word when you are when you're speaking and you get very animated about things that you're passionate about. And yes, we very much do not share um, similar tastes in relation to pop culture in any way, shape, or form. Apart the from things I'm getting the seminal '90s movie Clueless. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, or Harry oh, and a bit of Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I would like to think that had we had the opportunity to meet as adults and actually spend some time getting to know each other that we would forge a similar friendship. But I definitely think that um, it helps that we have known each other for so long and been close for so long because we've grown mm. together. We um, don't have to share those common interests to have the friendship. Having said that though, and this is, this is the origin of the name of our podcast we are caught out a lot by people around us, by Dens and by my sister. <laughs> uh, we they often catch us saying, "How are we still friends?" Like, and that is why it, we essentially picked that name for our podcast, right? It's so true, and it's funny that you bring it up because when we were trying to brainstorm names for our podcast, um, we, we got input from different family members, um, and. Dens came up with it. He goes, why don't you just call it How Are We Still Friends since you say that all the time? 
And I was like, of course, it covers exactly what this podcast is going to be about. And it's, it's quintessentially us. How are we still friends? But you are never going to live that down. Oh, I hate the fact that he's always the one to come up with these things. He came up with my business name. He's now come up with the podcast name. And he, he's always like, oh, you're the one who does the words. I'm like, sure, okay, <laughs> yep. And then he comes up with these like slogans and names and I'm just like, it's not fair. I, I don't want to give you the satisfaction for having been the one to come up with this name. <laughs> when we worked so hard at it and we came up with diddly squat and he just walks along and is like, why don't you call it this? Ugh. Um, yeah, my, I think my best contribution was backdoor bestie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And I look, maybe one day, but right now I'm not ready to make a photo with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just not there. So I think ultimately the key takeaway here is that we have to be grateful for him that we're not saying welcome to the backdoor besties. Backdoor <laughs> besties. Yeah, but he also came up with friendspectives and he was pushing it really, really hard. So I'm not sure how much credit we should give this guy. Uh, let's leave it up to our audience. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, come and find us at Still Friends Pod on Instagram and Facebook, and we will chat to you again soon. Bye. Bye.